911, what's your emergency? In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. She was kidnapped when she was five years old. We legally murder human beings. On death certificates of prisoners executed by the state, a cause of death is listed as homicide. Welcome to Tales from Hot Mess Moms. Yes, hello. We are here. Right? <laughs> Ish. Yeah. As much as to be expected on a Sunday morning-ish. Yeah, Amanda's been living her life up lately. Oh so God. her Sundays, I'm like, I went to my TRX kettlebell class today. <laughs> and I am currently drinking a beer so that... <laughs> she can recover. <laughs> but you know what? To each is their own on all those... I am living my best life right now. Yeah, I, you know, like we were just talking about, I do have a Vegas trip coming up. So it's like, all right. We need a Vegas trip. I think more of us need to have nights out and do that stuff. Like, I think you're doing think exactly what you should be doing. Well, yeah, you should always do an Airbnb. That's another thing, like this whole trip being planned. Well, and like, I mean, they probably seem like they got a good deal on the hotel rooms, but I know that they wanted to have this huge experience of like, kind of it's it's turning the out Vegas to be more experience. of the ritzy experience which i'm like i don't know if you've known but vegas is cha- vegas has changed it has like it you're, has you're so on the strip so. and it i'm no offense but it's all people trying to sell you shit and it's usually drugs well and <laughs> at any given and time there are like some three million people oh there's on oh, the strip yes yeah. that's some las vegas unfortunately i like to refer to it as the asshole of America. Yeah. It's dirty. Shit happens. Yeah. You can have the time of your life. Yeah. But you can also have the time of your life without like going to clubs. Oh, and yeah. There's getting so yourself, much like, more you can do drunk there. Alpha. Like you will never catch yeah. me in one of those pool clubs. No. And I was very sad. <laughs> I was very like. And I love they were to like, go oh, we're going to go up. It's like going to be like 30 bucks. And I'm like. Thirty dollars for me to go in when I'm pretty sure our fucking hotel has probably a nice ass pool in it, and you want me to go pay for another hotel on like wherever like for during the day, and I'm like, you bitches also won't want to like get up, make sure you get ready, ready for the pool. Then we have to make sure we go back, and then you gotta get re ready for the night. Like I'm like, and like four of you in one room and one bathroom. It just made me laugh. I'm like, we don't need to go to another hotel pool when we will have one there (laughs) and pay like money. Yeah, no, no, no. I do it. I don't know, but I'm just cheap and trashy to them. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) I like those off the wall. Did you know that there's like Fremont Street's my favorite. So right there, D Street, the best place. D Street's amazing. They have those art galleries. Yeah, the it's art right district. Off, the art it's, district. It's right off Old right? Vegas, where yeah. there's the fucking oddity store. I love the oddity store. Oh yeah, down over there. So that's I don't think that's exactly. I art, mean, the art there's district like either, but maybe thrift stores down there. Yeah, so many thrift stores. There's Atomic Bomb like around Tattoo another area in... that's like known for their famous stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot. And you and it doesn't cost you a dime. Yeah. And you obviously buy your shit from gas station or from all the little shops like and try to hide it as much as you can on pregame the shit, which I'm not even worried about that because I'm like, meh, 
I don't want to get all fucked up good. anyways. Yeah, I'm going to have a bunch of edibles. I'm going to have gummies. all of my liquids. I'm going to re-up all of my sips. Those are the best fucking things on this planet. And you can't find them at every place. They're not as common as you think. Because I would go in and I'm like, fuck. Because like, anytime we're in Vegas, I have to hit up something. I feel so adult that I can just walk into a dispensary. And buy Isn't it the greatest Mary thing in the Jane world? products. And so, but you know what? I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, the woman on there was like, kind of talking about that. She's like, I used to know, I used to be a teenager or a young adult. And I used to know some grungy dude that I'd have to call. And he'd be like, I'll let you know in a couple hours when I'm ready. And then I'd go over to his grungy ass trap house. And I'd be waiting in there. And there'd be a bunch of homies in there. And then they'd be passing around. Facts. Yeah, they'd be passing around the tray. You don't know any of these motherfuckers. And then you get yours. And you're like, thanks, bye. And then you leave and you go home. And then she was like, now I can just walk into a store and get whatever I want. And then come home. But. I don't think it's fun anymore. And I was laughing and I was like, that's because we weren't risking our lives. But Listen, honestly, we should, we need to make sure we're living this way. Very interesting people. Always. Exactly. Most of my dealers weren't ever like, like, like to me, they weren't ever like, the, they're more hippie than anything. Right. Like I would meet some really weird, almost just like out in, there that way. Utah? I didn't really know any money, like, gangster type but there was some instances where i didn't know somebody and they're like yeah my friend has some and then we go and i'm like i'm just at some strange dude's house well you know in utah we're not allowed to call them dispensaries like oh yes if it's you the say pharmacy. that it's a pharmacy and we are not customers we're patients well i know it's, it's medical our where tenders we're at. are yeah. considered pharmacists I'm what you call an illegal person. I like to go to Vegas and buy it for cheap as shit and drive it over the border of Arizona and Utah and bring it to my home. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I have to go to Mesquite I because know. the dis- the pharmacy <sighs> here in town, yeah, th- like I they wish grow it was it recreational. Like we could work them. at a dispensary if it was recreational. We'd be living our best fucking lives if it you would just go recreational. You don't have to. No, I'm saying Utah's not. It's only medicine. You still have to have certifications and shit to go there. They don't require you. You have are to you take cons- like one test. Are you still considered like a bud tender then? Kind of, yeah. So you have to like take a back. Do you have to do like fingerprints oh, I'm and a sure. background check? Which- and I mean, obviously they're going to pe- pick people who are, you know, with knowledge of the industry. I guess you can say. Well, no, they're really big know. on. They want because because here you're a pharmacist yeah they want you to know your shit you need to know about your terpenes and your cbd yeah. and your cbd do they dress like regular people like if they you wear like to- jeans and t-shirts that have the block on it okay and do they have like do people have colored hair and they have piercings and stuff and like you know what i mean and they they're do. Badass. i yes. don't know why because i figured we're here where we're at that it would literally be treated like a doctor's no. office like i figured they would have even their per- like the at way they look and stuff town. At least not here in town. That's actually pretty dope to know because I would think it would be way different. There's one way security different. guard there who every time I come in, he stops and wants to ask me about my tattoos. No, that's he's cool. like this old man and he's like, did it hurt? <laughs> like, where did it hurt the most? Where did it hurt the least? Well, What's when your old favorite? people are so curious about it. And I'm like, like, dude, I can't even begin to start showing you all the tattoos because <laughs> I've got long socks on and <laughs> like I... He just wants you to undress. I mean, whatever. <laughs> You're like, pay I'm me. I'm making OnlyFans and tell people. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you can. You can find me, yep, honey. this is where, and this is where you can Here's tip me. Here's where you can find me. Um, so, are you ready to, to get into it today? Yes. 
I love I love how you just stopped us because I was like about to be like, bitch, we are going on again because I am just Miss Talky today. It's what we do. But I love it. And we haven't seen each other in like a week because yeah. we skipped last week because life. It's hunting season, well, you guys. And on the BFA now, too, we kind of just bullshit and get right into things and we don't really. And I yeah. feel like all Where's of a sudden we sat. phone call for I know. That? Well, we just barely. We, we haven't even recorded again. Like we've only done it the once. Fuck that. We so. should just turn around and record a BFA episode without <laughs> Jimmy after this. <laughs> it's like the side with the, that time that the, the girls bitch ass moms. Cute little this is tells from hot mess moms, but that'll be from bitch ass moms. Oh my God. I have all the things we could talk about on BFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, we're definitely going to get back into that shit. Yes. But, okay. No, today we are going to, this is a, a local Utah case actually for okay. us. Um, it was one that's been on my books that I wanted to look into, but, um, like it just like in June was when the sentencing finally happened in the case. So someone was arrested, went to court, was tried, convicted, sentencing was, he was convicted in April, sentencing was in June. Yeah. And now you have all that. I thought that was all next year. So like when I was like doing the things that I do with all my notebooks and all my different cases all over the place. Um, I was like, oh, that was this year. This case is done. I can do this case finally again. So do you remember in 2017 the case of um, Riley Powell and Breezy Audison? Is that So I, I didn't live here yet, so I probably didn't. No, but it was up north. Oh, it was it, up in north? To, like uh, Tooele, Eureka area. Oh. Um, I, I might end up once you start talking about it, but okay, there's, so there's also so many people that die all the time. Like I've realized, right. Trying to do all these cases. I'm like, God damn it. So many people keep getting <laughs> so Riley, too many murders, right? Riley was 18. Okay. Breezy was 17. Boy and a girl, right? Boy and a girl, boyfriend, yes. girlfriend. Okay. Um, they went missing on officially the, it was listed as December 30th of 2017. Okay. Um, they grew up in Eureka, Utah. Um, both of them had kind of rough childhoods. Breezy's mom had died just a few years before. So she was, you know, going through her teenage years without her mother. And as females, we can probably imagine what that kind of shit would be like. Yeah. It's yeah. I had the opposite. And even that was, even that was older when I lost my dad, but still, well, I was older. Fuck your brain up. Yeah. No, any type of that where you just don't usually have somewhat of normalcy, but granted some people have two parents here and it's still hell, but either way, yes, not having your mom figure no matter what it was. Well, and then Riley, he had kind of had a rough childhood. He, his mom ended up like giving him up for adoption. Like later. And like, I, I was, it was very unfair unclear on whether or not it was one of mom's boyfriends at the time who helped raise him adopted him or if it was like grandma and grandpa and he was just always still around yeah kind of thing but i mean he lived with his grand his oh he lived with his grandparents um yeah that's a rough going up i mean i can't say too much about that i don't know much about that but it depends on where their city's like and so it you know december 30th that's we all know what that week is like. It's the week after Christmas, before New Year's. You mm-hmm. visit all the family that you don't see on Christmas. And that's what these kids were doing. Yeah. They were driving to Tooele to see some family. And then they were going to be coming home. Yeah. And nobody ever saw them again. Where wait, where are they coming from, though? Eureka. Oh, they live so in Eureka. So they went from Eureka, to went to Tooele. Yeah. So clearly the back way. Because Eureka's like on the Utah-Nevada border, right? Yeah, and I thought it was up somewhere. It's kind of between like Delta and Tooele. Oh, yeah. 
but so a little west. Way. I think mm-hmm. it is close on the Nevada border. I mean, because Twilla's straight west of basically Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. but then and yeah, Delta those ones are way is south. Other. So, yeah. I mean, it's all a part of the West Desert. So, yeah. um, there were Facebook messages that did place them in Mammoth, Utah, but. Like the messages themselves said that? Yeah, like or they, were, they were stopping to go see a friend. Okay, mammoth. Um, I don't even know where the fuck that is. Right? Trying to track that person down was a little sketchy at first. Um, so after about 72 hours, Breezy's family reported them missing. Okay. Because, you know, most people think it's got to be 24. They're 17 and so 18. So were they responsible enough that where the family was like, okay, they're good to go visit Maybe family. Maybe they're out for the but night. The, but yes. the fact that they didn't come back was was a shock. Was or was more it was concerning. Uncharacteristic. Okay. Because uh, you know, like I said, Riley's eighteen. Yeah. He's an adult now. Breezy's almost eighteen. Yeah. Um. Uh, are, were they in? Well, you might end up getting into this because I was gonna say, were they technically what you people would consider good kids, even though they had yeah for the most upbringing? part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Good kids for the most part. Okay. Didn't act out. Didn't get into yeah. trouble. I mean, from all means, I mean, and their family supported them. They just more them. neglected by their like they had shitty childhoods. Yeah. I mean, and some of us have been there. We've yeah. gone through some shit. And when yeah. we've over look at us, we've overcome yeah. some of the shit we've gone through. So, yeah. I mean, worse. So after 72 hours, Breezy's family reports them missing. And honestly, law enforcement took it very seriously in the beginning. I mean, this is December up in northern Utah. Yeah. The weather on the West Desert. Fucking 19,000 feet of snow. I mean, yeah, you, and the, especially on the West Desert, like out by Tooele, oh, being right there off gets. the Great Salt Lake. Yeah. We're talking snow drifts below 30. Like, it gets cold as fuck. Yeah. So, I mean, law enforcement took it very seriously, and they were, I mean, it was, they're treating this as a search and rescue. What if these kids got stuck? Because we are talking true. back road highways. Yeah. Very possible. Let's take a side road like, and have some fun. How many times have I done that? I do it all the time. <laughs> Let's see what's down this road. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, a, the first major initial search took place January 5th. On January 9th, police go and talk to this friend in Tooele named Morgan and they question her and her boyfriend, Jared. Um, was that one of the places they were going to visit? According to the Facebook messages. Oh, yes. They okay. were stopping by. Okay. Um, you know, they were like, we don't know. We heard that maybe Riley got into a fight. We never saw him. End of that. Not very cooperative, but well. not totally uncooperative. Well, um, actually, Jared is a lot older. Oh, Okay. So he was like, when he was convicted, I'm pretty sure the articles, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't think to look at his age. Um, so Morgan was their age. Jared was like 44 when he was oh, convic- convicted. So we're yeah. talking late 30s at uh-huh. this time, I'm sure. Okay, so they say there could have been a fight, but they don't really know because they didn't see him. It's just what they've heard. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, I'll be honest, when I was researching this I got super confused because we all know when I research things I read news articles I watch videos I do all the things and up north I think it's KSL they have true crime watch daily crime Mm -hmm. watch daily or whatever yeah they did a series of videos on it about them being missing and the searchings that were going on but they were talking um in the first initial days of these kids being missing their number one persons of interests were Riley's biological mother and her boyfriend at the time. 
because there was a tip that a truck was towing Riley's Jeep. And it happened to be the same kind of truck that mom's boyfriend. Okay. And in the first days, like that first major initial search, Riley's mom did not show up. Yeah. Now her grandma's boyfriend who adopted him or whatever, um, that man spent the first three weeks of this, these kids being missing from sunup to sundown, driving the West desert, looking for these kids. He was all over the place. Yeah. Um, so they're doing all these searches. They've got scent dogs. They've got aerial helicopters. They've got drones. So they're, but, so they're on kind of immediately, though, f- only focusing on like, this biological is, mom. This so is, well, they're not necessarily not, extending out. He's not out. showing up to yeah. searches. Boyfriend's truck was supposedly spotted. Did they already know about the messages, though? The Facebook messages all before this? All they know this? is they were supposed to stop where in Tooele County, the people that they were supposed to stop and see said yeah. they never made it. They heard... They heard something about a fight. Or so whatever. they had already talked to those people. Uh-huh. And then. OK. Anyway. Okay, so they're doing all these searches. Yeah. Um, it was on January 11th. So roughly 12 days after they're reported mm-hmm. missing that they find Riley's Jeep. It was 14 miles from Eureka. Interesting. Um, near the Cherry Creek Reservoir. OK. It was kind of found in some bushes, kind of like it was trying to be hidden, hidden. but not very well hidden. Yeah. Um, three of the windows. Like not down, draw attention to it, but, but also but like, like if somebody were looking for it, they couldn't. <laughs> something yeah. like that. So it's got two flat tires. Okay. Three windows are down. There are personal belongings in the Jeep. Um, and they found a piece of a camo toe strap. Which, again, referred them back to mom's boyfriend at the time because there was a report of him towing the Jeep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, they're confident if they can link this tow trap to somebody, they'll be able to get more answers. Um. It was on January 17th, about six days later, that police finally came out and said, we are suspecting foul play. Something's going on. Something sketchy is going down. Finally. Like, that really gets the public's attention. Well, yeah, because when you just have missing and endangered, I mean, it doesn't usually go as far. I mean, police will be looking for them and stuff because they're youth, but it doesn't become some, like, some national huge thing. Well, and again, there's that border thing. Riley's 18. Yeah. Breezy, literally, they celebrated her 18th birthday with a vigil, like, a month later. Yeah. So, they're still missing, and they're like, she's supposed to be 18 today. Yeah. Um, On... January 25th, they went back to the friend in Tooele, mm, yep. Morgan. Because they obviously aren't getting anywhere now with and the now, mom. So now they're So they're like, all right, everything. we've got to start from the beginning. Let's mm-hmm. do this again. That's how it usually works. Um, and if you're a good detective. She's being questioned by police, and she denies that they were even there. But they kept kind of pushing and pushing and pushing. And so um, she did finally admit that they did stop by. But they left, and she has no idea where they are. Okay, so they eventually get it out of her. That they did stop by, but they have no idea. Interesting. Um, on January 31st, a couple of warrants were unsealed in the courts. And this is where the public really starts learning what's going on and what's been investigated so far. Yeah. So that's where um, there were several tips and leads that came in. One was like they were involved in a drug deal gone bad. Yeah. Um, it also revealed that December 29th, when they were driving home, was not the last time they were seen. They were spotted in Eureka on the 30th. 
Okay. Um, but it wasn't leaving a family member's home. Um, that's where they talk about everything that they found with the Jeep, the windows being down, mm-hmm. all the pers- the exact personal lines in the block. You know, it, they're straight up, this is foul play. Something yeah. went awry somewhere. Um, now we get to about a month later, and they've done extensive ground searches and yeah. air searches. So now they're going to the next thing that you have to search when you're out in the West Desert. And that's all those fucking mine shafts. Mm. And they're all over. So have they already searched these people's house, though? And didn't find anything? No. I mean, what are they supposed to search for? Oh, okay. So, well, because they got out of her. They have probable cause. You're right. So they they only got out of her that they did stop by and left. But they they aren't able to, unfortunately, get warrants Mm -hmm. to search their house. Exactly. Yeah. So they're going to do whatever's public land or whatever they can control. Like, whatever they can search and dig. Okay, yes. so the 27th of February, they start searching mine shafts. They start sending teams out to search mine shafts. I mean, and there's thousands of mine shafts in the West Desert. Yeah. They're everywhere. Think about it. They've been looking for Susan Powell out there for years. Yeah. So, um, a month later, March 25th, Morgan Henderson, the friend that they stopped at that lied about it in yeah. the beginning, yeah. she was pulled over for speeding. Okay. Where she was subsequently arrested um, for driving on a suspended or revoked driver's license. Okay. Um, three counts of a felon with a weapon. She had an axe, a rifle, and a box of ammunition and knives all over the floor of her car. Jesus. Um, she also had drugs. She had a warrant. She had lorazepam, possession of laz- lorazepam, which is like a hardcore no-no in Utah. Well, and I'm sure that they knew she, she had, a, had a record previous, but you still can't get a, a warrant yet. Open but container. Now. So she's pulled over for speeding, and she's yeah. got this rack of charges. When all of a sudden, she's, ready she's like up. overcome with what she described as extreme guilt and tells police, about how Jared did, in fact, kill Riley and Breezy, and she can take them. So she was hoping at. to get a deal so that she didn't have to, like, hardly do any I, of her charges or anything. Something. And then not and then not involve herself with the murder. Like, so she's doing two things at once here. Kind of. She's kind manipulating. Of. I'm not quite sure if... I kind of feel like after some things that maybe quite potentially she is also being... Like it really just came to her and she was like, like, she's also a victim herself. And she finally has the chance to be able to like, she's being, she's arrested. Um, From the sounds of it, Jared was also in jail at the time. Yeah. On completely other unrelated charges. I don't know what they were. I couldn't figure that out. I was able to find out what these charges were though. Um, So she tells the cops everything. Two days later, yeah. On March 27th, she leads investigators to the shaft. So they were in a mine shaft? Where Riley and, and Breezy's bodies were. Um, it They can't confirm that it's them yet because obviously they've been down yeah. there for almost two months. Yeah. They get to send body to the medical examiners, but it, it's clear that it's two teens and it yeah. looks like they've got knife wounds. Oh. And um, so they're... Still working on it. Two days later, Jared, who again is already sitting in jail, is charged with um, two counts of aggravated murder, aggravated murder, (laughs) aggravated kidnapping, and abuse of a dead body, as well as witness tampering 
obstruction of justice, and um, possession of a weapons by a restricted person. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like both Morgan mm-hmm. and Jared were felons. Yeah, so I'm saying they. I, that's what I was getting at is that I'm sure the police knew their record even before she got pulled over, and it still wasn't enough for them to be able to like look at them further, which is crazy. So they do all this investigating. Um, Jared's arrested. He goes to trial, and then that's when it comes out. And it was I. I read this, and it was kind of heartbreaking. So, um, based on Morgan's testimony, um. Breezy and Riley were at Morgan's house when Jared arrived. And Jared was pissed. So apparently Breezy and Morgan are friends. Yeah. But, but Morgan's Riley in like is, this abusive, is, weird relationship. Riley is also friends with them because, you know, that's yeah. how that works. It's like me and Jimmy are friends. Yeah. Um, but Jared had told Morgan she was not allowed to have guy friends. Mm. That's what I'm saying. This sounds like a control-ish so, that they're, that, yeah. What he proceeded to do was tie up Breezy and Riley, um, duct tape their mouths, put them in their own car, and they drove, he put Hendrick Morgan in the passenger seat and drove him off to this remote area in Eureka, where he then tied up Morgan and made Morgan and Breezy beat the, watch Morgan, he made Morgan and Breezy watch him Beat the hell, like literally beat him to his death, beat him to death, stabbed him repeatedly and threw him down the mine shaft. Jesus. You know, this entire time Breezy is apparently begging to be untied. Apparently she's pregnant. I don't know if that was ever confirmed or denied. Yeah. Um, I mean, also she's tied up flight or flight. Like she's going to do anything and everything to get out of the situation she's in. Uh Um, Jared then grabbed Breezy slit her throat and pushed her down the mine shaft interesting okay um he went on to say that you know riley took the part of the beating because he's the guy friend morgan wasn't supposed to have um breezy's death was quick and painless because she was just an innocent, innocent. bystander um basically showing morgan what he the made fuck's up. he made riley suffer and breezy got a quick painless death yeah because that's how they work those narcissistic, ugh. ugh, like that's like, well, and like you said, she's re- she's a lot younger. She, I'm sure getting with him is what had started getting her into trouble and into drugs and into weapons. Right. And then she's basically now domestically abused and like you just go along with shit. So Jared was found guilty. Okay. Um, at first they were seeking the death penalty, but the prosecuting attorney took it off the table because he like made a vow to stop with capital punishment Mm. um so he was found guilty on all charges okay they were seeking life in prison without parole he was given four consecutive life terms without parole Mm. yeah so the kidnapping and shit well he is now sitting in that new fancy jail so it doesn't sound like morgan had anything to do with it I mean, like she didn't have more to do with it. Like I she don't, was it really, sounds like she wasn't compliant she was, in the situation. Yeah, and like he really did tire. Like like she was really like holy fuck. But she also was probably so scared of him. Yeah, I mean like she, she just wasn't watched gonna him do kill anything. Two people. Well, She's I mean even when he's like shit. tying him up in the house, like it sounds like she there's no control for her because well and he's obviously always he's, in I mean control. he's clearly years older than yeah. them. So I mean and that would be scary. I mean 
Yeah. So I mean, there was no indication she's a little older that they were like from the sound. They of weren't. It. Yeah, because they were just visiting her as a friend. There was no indication that there was like they were going to rob them and they're going to do anything. He literally like just lost something. his shit because a guy was in the house and then he took it out on them. I feel like I read something and I don't have my computer to go back and check, but I feel like it said something about the Facebook messages said something about they were stopping by because they were going to have um, Morgan buy them smokes. Yeah, I wondered if it I, and I wondered if it was just something dumb, though, like, yeah, saying hi to her, even if it's like weed or you know what I mean? Getting something. But it sounds like to me that he is a crazy lunatic. And well, that's he was found one of his things. Guilty and crazy lunatic is never getting out of jail again. But I mean, it was also kind of sad that Riley's just, biological mother was like seen under the and she's like, I get it. I gave up my kid for adoption when he's a kid. But that does not mean. Yeah. I have anything to do with him being missing. Well, this also goes to show that, unfortunately, when people decide to murder other people, it affects fucking it's everybody. It's a ripple. It's it like throwing a rock in a everybody. calm water. Yeah. And as much as I boils my blood that I feel like some lot of detectives and stuff will not come close to doing their jobs and then the whole laws about prosecutors and defense and what they can like which speaking of mine we'll get into in a minute but anyways like all of that shit i'm just like they still have a really hard job to do and to be able to prove these things and stuff for the ones that actually do it because there is so many aspects well and it all and everybody you know like i don't blame the the police for not going after her and him you've got everybody's a suspect until you're not right But it also sucks that she's like, what the fuck, man? Like this, this sucks that like, cause I'm sure it damaged a lot of her life. (laughs) Well, and it sounds like, let's be real. It sounds like the first chance she got. And who knows? Maybe she was, well, maybe she was a drug user and then it gave him up for adoption. And then maybe now she was actually like finally kind of clean. You know what I mean? Like living her, I don't know. She just made her decision. But then it probably brings her back into spotlight. And I mean, maybe, maybe Listen, she's still her she's same place. She's a rough life, gave her kid up to somebody who was going to take care of him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, good for her. Yeah. And she probably wanted just to stay away. But I mean, I, I get both sides, basically. Like, like I understand some people have to go through it and they're like their lives, you know, are brought up. But I'm also like, yeah, well, a 17 and 18 year old also was killed. So sorry that we bothered you for a minute. Right. Like we're trying to. Help <laughs> and I mean, we under and kid. like, sorry that we maybe thought that you're who knows. We don't know who the fuck your boy. We don't even know who you are. Like, that's how I always see it. If they're doing their jobs right. Like, let's be real. That's that's been a little far and few between. <laughs> I feel like there's divisions and cities that have like just the really good. You know, you watch like I watch the shit out of the first 48 is like obviously one of my number one favorite shows. Yes. But now there's like murder tapes and stuff that are they're going exactly the same route. And you're like, okay, you see these teams of detectives that like do some real work. But then you see these other usually in big ass cases where you see like the irrigation tapes and you're like, what the fuck? What are you what is going on right now? You know what I mean? Like they're dropping the ball. They're not doing this or there they are like shoving shit down people's throats. And I'm just like, what? But well, that. Yeah, no. I mean, (laughs) That sucks. It sucks too that like that shit can just like happen in a blink of an eye. Like they have no, they have no reason to think their lives. Yeah. And they had no reason to think like, Hey, we're going to go visit like her boyfriend. Like how they're not going to know either. She's not going to be like, well, I just wonder though. Some, not that it's her fault, but it's like, maybe she thought that he was going to be gone longer or something, or maybe she didn't think he was really serious. Like, 
it's crazy that he like just came in and immediately like was pissed because you know most people that live in that life would be like hey you can't be here we can't stay here like if you need me to get smokes that's fine. you know what i mean like but yeah, she mean. probably just didn't think that he was that serious with i'm sure the way he treated her was not good but and so she didn't really think about it and then of course when he comes in that's what always gets me it's just like that is a pure instance of wrong place wrong time or you can say like basically like that's just the way they were leaving this trash fire of an earth is you know what i mean like you never you can't you can't think that, that shit's gonna ever happen but yeah that's fucked up but, what do you got for us today april so I have one that everybody's going to know about right now because he literally just got out of prison like three days ago. Um, well, I don't know who you're talking about. So this is the story. So the story is about Adnan Saeed. Oh, my God. Yes. So the documentary Serial was my favorite. The doc, yeah. So he was on that like or that's what. That was like that's what started the turning point for him to eventually get to this point. Fuck that! That's the turning point of true crime podcast, or probably that too. Opinion. Yeah, because it was like 2014 when she was doing that. It. Fucking podcast was legit. Yeah, yeah, and so and I had forgot. I'm pretty sure I have heard an episode though on this before. With it might have been. I don't know if it was crime junkie. I was trying to look it up on Spotify, but everything was like new because he just got out. So now everybody's, everybody's like putting shit it, out. Serial yeah. still had all theirs, but I swear I listened to another people who talked about this case too. And crime like, junkie. like I pretty sure I heard like, cause we talked about mesquite. Like I was driving over mesquite and I, I heard the story again, but I also then think maybe I did listen to serial and that's where I heard the story. I swear I've heard another podcast tell this whole story about her death episode podcast. Well, so I've been going back and listening to serial this last couple of days because I'm just like getting a refresher and all these things, but it's like, no, I swear it was a, another podcast that basically what I'm getting at is that covered this case that when I listened to this, which has been a couple of years now, I was like, he is not, do you know who's guilty? Cause I swear to God, I don't, I don't know if it's just when you look from the outside in and you see things like, you're like, you know who the motherfucking killer is. You know what I mean? So I remember thinking that. And then when I saw that his name came up on a, like for documentaries and I've seen it places, I'm like, what story? HBO I was like, what story series. was that one again? And so I looked him up and Jimmy was like, yeah, that was the one where, you know, they said he killed his girl. And I was like, I don't know if I remember that one. And then as I start looking into it, I'm like, this is the one that I was listening to where I'm like, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, that's not him. That's it's going to be this person. You know what I mean? Anyways, yes. but it's now come like a few years later and I'm like, oh, I remember listening to that. He's and then I hear this shit. motherfucking story and I'm like, you guys, but this one has everything in it. It has fucking nobody doing their. Well, the detectives, the detectives did laziness. their job. The detectives actually did a really good job, but the detectives job is just to literally get the truth out there and discover right now when it comes to prosecutors and the information they have so you know they they're fucktards in that department of this case his actual defense lawyer was a see you next tuesday oh god so like he had all the stupid factors that like the detectives actually did a really good job and that right away to me was like oh well then you mean we know who it is you know what i mean but then the way it went and he was arrested and then convicted and I was just like, what? And then what they, what they based it off of too. I'm like, you don't even, 
You don't even have any. You shouldn't even been able to have gone to trial. Like you shouldn't have been able to even charge anybody. Yeah, like how it made it. You know what I mean? But it's another system. one of those where it. You see it all the time. You fucking get greedy. Like they're greedy, but they also get themselves wrapped up in some crazy shit. Like I always think about the making the murderer, the prosecutor on there. Oh he God. eventually came out to be like a sexual, like he, he is a sexual yeah. assault, oh, yeah. like creepy as fuck did a lot of shady dirty shit and i was like he was like a prosecutor like a higher up anyway so you 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 see this probably everywhere in life doctors medical whatever but i'm just saying in the legal department a lot of people are like ooh, yeah you know somebody can come to you and be like hey you want an incentive you want a bonus you know what i mean it happens a lot and then these people just get greedy for the money or i found out with this case if you basically your client gets found guilty you get paid more because you're going to be there for all the acquittals and you're going to be there or not acquittals for all of the, um, when you apply for your appeal, your appeals. So now, now they're going to start keep paying you because you're going to have to keep working this case because there's going to be appeals. And that's what came out in this anyway. So there's times when that stuff happens and you think, so you just let like somebody who did not do this awful crime go to prison because like you needed a little extra money. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. We all know. We just get greedy as fuck. They get greedy as fuck as soon as they smell any of that, which welcome to the world. But um, so so I I basically went in to tell this story about. So the girl is Heyman Lee. Her middle name's me. They call her. It's funny because they call they call her Haley, but like Lee's technically her last name. But hey, so I was going to start telling it like that, like tell the whole story. But this thing is fucking nuts because of what they go off there's there's like not physical evidence but in the sense of because people didn't do his job but also in the sense of there's a lot of um verbal what they want to try to call evidence that you have to like piece through and go back and forth and with everybody and these are teenagers they were 17 and 18 years old when this happened so like talking to a 17 and 18 year old like it that's why I, I said that too on with yours it's like they oh my god they don't know shit well here's the other thing that also blew my mind with this and cereal brought this up which was great and that's where i thought about it because at first i was like if as a teenager like right now you could not ask me last week on a wednesday exactly what i did for morning i can probably tell you you can't ask me routinely wednesday this last that's what i mean like you can ask me routinely like oh yeah but like right now since i haven't been able to work for the past couple weeks i i probably couldn't tell you because i'm not on my normal like i'm on a ritual because i that's how i have to right but like let me look some people do different things and go different places and have different jobs but like anyways i was like there's no way and then like these kids they're, they're not thinking about these things in life. They're like, like they have to go to school because they have to. They want to hang out with friends. They want to be teenagers. They're doing, you know, not what I would consider the shady shit because we all experiment. We all do. You know what I mean? But but people don't know that. Well, that and so and they they're say, not going to be able to fucking tell oh, you. Oh, I did this the other day. And Tessa and Chance do this to me all the time. They'll be like the other day and they'll tell me something. And I'm like looking at them and I'm like, there's no the way. other day. That was like six fucking months ago. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm sure it's hard for everybody, but even especially teenagers, like to be able to recall what they were doing, what was happening. If they say that most of the time it's only if, you know, unless something's very significant happens on that day, obviously people are not going to remember. Yeah. And sometimes the significant thing might happen like 
later on in the day or nighttime and you remember like from that moment on, but you don't even remember what happened before that. Exactly. Like just because like something crazy did happen, you might remember that anyways. So that's my biggest problem with all of this is that you, you fucking know who the fucking killer is. And so I'm going to kind of tell it like that way, like where the red flags immediately for me, I'm like, why, why, why did this go this direction? First of all, like what the fuck? And second of all, like you have my personal opinion and I don't see what you guys say. You have the same, I forgot to, I need to pause this. Okay. <laughs> or we just needed to, we don't know. I just remembered we just went right into talking and then getting into mine. And so we're not going to know where we <laughs> like where to cut the episode it's fine. off. What, how, what time do we have right now? Um, I don't know if this goes off of that. 12, 18. Anyways, we'll just make it one episode. Who gives a shit? I, I don't know how long this is. Okay. We'll just tell Jimmy to post it. All right. Anyways, we, we kind of went into this. Anyways. Moms. So come on guys. I'm going to tell you basically the story in a, in a nutshell with which like, like I said, it, it's also you guys in 1999. So like DNA, yes. So we're Certain telling you to go, here's the key is, points, go yes. listen, yeah. go learn So what? Shit. So what it was, was like January 13th, so last half of the school year, after the holidays, is so January 13th, 1999, Heyman Lee, um, basically, so what she usually does every day, she was a very good student, she was an athlete, um, you know, she came from a family that was the immigrants, and they lived like they lived more of the conservative immigrant life, right? Like you went to work, you went, you went and did school, you help at the house. Like some of those families were very much. So you come home, like you're not living like a teenager's life, right? You do good in school. You yes, you're you athletic, different cultures will definitely Ex- push that activity. If you're white, probably not. No, I'm just kidding. We're so lazy. Bitch. <laughs> no, anyways, I mean, sometimes I just joke about my own race. Cause I'm like, you know what? Sometimes we are, laziest race <laughs> um that's a story for another time you can listen to the bfa show to talk i talked about that <laughs> with construction workers oh my god anyways road workers not construction workers any of them workers. any of them that work i'm like you don't see anybody past four o'clock unless they're a certain race and i'm just like what is going on anyways we're lazy okay <laughs> i shouldn't have brought that up <laughs> um so i love you she's a great kid this is what I want to get into. She usually she would leave school and pick up her. She had a young, it's her a younger cousin. It wasn't like a niece. It was like an actual younger cousin that she would pick up from daycare by three fifteen, so like she, on the clock. Like yeah. So every day she would do that. Their day by so her. she's very timely. So when she did not, when the daycare called and said she never came and got her, it, the parents immediately, her parents immediately call the police and or she's able to be reported missing, and immediately. They start Which searching is for her. A fucking shocker. Yeah, absolutely. Like Same. I don't know when the laws changed as much as they they switched it. I I, be, I believe I feel like it was in the beginning of two thousands. It it might have been in the nineties, but I don't think so. Where it was like you didn't have to wait the forty eight hours anymore. Like or I know some at some point it changed. It I don't even know if that's ever been a thing. Maybe no I'll do an episode no it, on it no 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 it it it, it was because there was a time when. It's mostly during like the serial kill. I feel like it's mostly during the seventies and eighties, like when the serial killers were running rampant. <laughs> they were though. I feel like they I still think are, then better at it. is when they were like, <laughs> oh, well, they're a youth. Okay, like we can start kind of doing a small search. But if they were an adult or anything, like it, you couldn't even report them at all. You couldn't say shit until at least forty-eight hours. That okay, was for fair. a long time. 
which became a problem because people were like, hey, my 18 year old daughter who still lives at home that's still graduating from high school is missing. And they'd be like, well, she's 18. She's an adult. And it's like, like you need to wait. Technically, and people have died within those. You know what I mean? Like something might have could have something could have happened. Yeah. So anyways, I know they changed that at some point. So. So, yeah. So she didn't pick her up. And so. They start from there. I mean, they start looking into, um, you know, anybody, they, they anybody. They literally followed her steps. Yeah, they start. So they start looking for her. Um, but February 9th. So this is like three and a half weeks. It's almost a month. Um, some guy. It go, like parks to go out and pee in the for Like it, this is in this, this giant is, park. He went. Yeah, he went to go pee. Now, this park is also apparently a park where like. Some things have happened there and they have found things and bodies and like it's, um, oh, I didn't even put on here. I'm such a bad, bad I know. platformer, like where they're from. Um, cause I think it's, it's like, back east I think it's York. like, um, oh, it's Baltimore. Cause I was just yeah. talking about Baltimore and how Baltimore is, is like a, literally a city that's dying and it's crazy to watch anyways. So rough parts of there's different rougher parts of town. Um, and you know, so he went over, pulled over to pee, but apparently he went in like quite far, which some people were kind of like, you know, and I'll get to that, but went in, went to go pee, saw some hair sticking up and realized it was like, kind of like the left side of a body that was semi buried. So, cause I know that like her hair was showing, I know it was like left shoulder, left hip, like as if you're like curled up in a ball laying on your side and then the top of you like was yeah, still coming through. So position. they they find her body. So that was February 9th. Okay. February 13th, which is three days later. Is that four days? That's four days later. Yeah. Sorry. Someone called the police and left an anonymous tip and said, you need to look into her ex-boyfriend. Now they have already talked because I'll get into that too. Like talk to people and been talking to the friends and stuff because it's been almost a month since she's been missing. So they've already kind of talked to people. They didn't know where and what to like, where to go in a sense. So they were like, okay. And so now mind you, and I found out later on the police, they find her. It's obvious. Well, I don't know how obvious at the time, like strangulation, but there wasn't anything indicating like anything crazy. So like they didn't collect there was like a rope by nearby that they didn't collect for anything. There was an alcohol bottle that the epithelial cells were found on it. And they said that they saved it for later testing, but like that never happened. So you don't really know if these are evident things or if it's just a park that has that shit and she happened to be, but either way, they still didn't like do that. They, they, and I've learned through listening to like the innocent project people too. Cause they were caught. We were, they were in this a little bit like, or she got advice. We also know that sometimes they can only collect so much evidence. Yeah, we do know that. We, know we also know that it's just Maryland. up to them. They basically just said, Nope, this is like, you know, the, the p- little place around her is basically it. That, that bottle, you know, that place was too far. I mean, they did collect the bottle in this epithelial cells, but they never tested it for DNA. So that way you could maybe, my personal opinion is because they, as soon as they got that tip, they wanted to, they went that direction. So instead of like trying to test everything and figure out whatever they can get. Confirm. So here's the thing though. So whoever called, they have no idea. They were, nobody's ever been able to track down yes. and say, so keep that in mind. Like he called three days, well, it was four days after the body was discovered. 
instead of like she's already been missing for almost she's already been missing for a month at that point yeah and you call like you literally called from the day that like february 13th january 13th you literally call so and said and he's of the i think they said asian but then somebody on there was reminding me that like there is also like that kind of descent in the middle east and those kind i don't know but like you could get it wrong with like eastern or western or whatever or if they're kind of like and so saying that like oh look into her ex-boyfriend i think he's of this of this culture like not really giving information about him like if you knew who he was and like what his he was like muslim he was and so anyways that that i thought was kind of weird but so keep in mind they've never been able to figure out who that is (laughs) so they immediately look up and his name's Ad, it's Adnan, Adnan Saeed. They look up his phone records. So they tap into that first and they, and like the conversations and they find one with a girl named Jennifer. And then they find, um, another one is a guy named Jay. So they pull Jennifer in first just to kind of see like who is Adnan, like what's like who, you know, who are we dealing with here? And she didn't know much. Like, she's a friend of Jay's. So she was like, I don't really know him. Like, yeah, don't know what to tell you. So then they brought Jay in. Well, Jay, the first interview was like, they didn't re- end up recording it. And it was like a 30-minute conversation. And he was just like, I have no idea. I don't I don't know who that is. Don't know who Hay was, right? And, oh, yeah, me and Adon, like, we, we're just kind of cordial. Like, we just know of each other. Like, just kind of played it off. Well, the second interview they did with him, they taped it and because they ended up finding out like, well, you used to drive Adnan's car. Like you guys used to kind of hang out. So phone records, bro. Yeah. So they're like, okay, you know, there's a little bit more to it. So the second time that he comes in there, he just starts going on. So he starts telling the story that he's like, oh, well, well, okay, I'm going to come clean. So Adnan did kill her. And he told me, he told me he was going to do it. And so at first I immediately go to, nobody's come to you with anything. If you really did know or didn't know, like, why haven't you said any, I don't know. I don't know. It was just weird. Right. Like, I, I wonder if at first I was like, okay, well, the cops came to him and already talked to him. Maybe he got I spooked. He thought while I was listening to that because it was the late nineties. Yeah. Is what if they were trying to do like an investigative like themselves the kids because like, adnan was smart as fuck so no well so here's the thing well we'll kind of talk about Where what they he- were like trying to expose maybe they were trying to expose like corruptness and shit and oh shit back no no this core. this is flat out that you we have a fucking killer who is the same genre that I always put them in egotistical narcissistic. We also have somebody who turned out to be really fucking smart and has gotten away with murder. So just, just listen. So, so Jay immediately starts saying, okay, so that morning Adnan came over to my house because sometimes he does that. And we find out that Adnan smoked weed with him. He was his weed dealer. Okay, but like some, it sounds like to me that Jay though would like ask if he could use his car, and like 
he would come pick him up. But I think I'm assuming Sounds like a he, I'm assuming that he got free weed. I'm assuming it's like one of those where Adnan would hang out with him when he wanted to like smoke and get high because Adnan also came from the Muslim conservative family. Like you don't date, you know, date outside your race. Like you don't date until you're a certain age. Um, you do not drink. You do not party. So, yes, these these kids kind of have like a side life. And that's where I think part of this is like, oh, well, he was who you didn't think he was. And I'm like, no, these are just kids that have to hide shit from their parents. I've been there. Believe me, I've done some crazy shit to hide it from my parents. What what do they call it? Yeah. So he had a a little bit of a different side. But either way, basically, he was just his weed dealer that would use his car here and there and then would usually end up giving him rides and stuff. Right. Like they were acquaintances, but they didn't hang out other than that. Here is one thing, though. Jay's girlfriend is Stephanie, a girl named Stephanie. She's one of Adnan's good friends. So that's another like connection. So Adnan and Stephanie have been friends for a long time. She gets with this J guy. He's a weed dealer. Adnan sometimes hangs out with him. But her and him and uh, Adnan and Stephanie are a lot closer. So that's part of it too. So either way, he says, he comes over to my house. You can listen to the interview. And this is, comes over to my house in the morning. Um, I tell him that I need to get a present for Stephanie's birthday. Her birthday was that day. So he's like, so I, we went to the mall. We're all hanging out. And he said a mall's name or whatever. And he's like, and then Adnan was like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill that bitch. And so you find out that they had, they had dated Adnan and Hay for like a couple years on and off. And like over the past couple months had re- recently broken up. It only been like a few months. But very cordial, like nobody ever said that there was anything. Hey, no already had animosity. a hey already had a new boyfriend. She where she worked, she had a new boyfriend already. But yeah, nothing like so. But so he says, he says, yeah, I don't like. Well, just started telling me, I'm gonna kill her. And he's like, he was upset. He was upset that she broke up with him. He was upset that she was moving on. And he's like, so he told me, like, I'm gonna leave you with my car and my phone, and when it's done, I'm going to call you and you can come pick me up. And so, so he says that he got, he ends up getting a phone call later on, like in the afternoon, like school gets out at two fifteen. It was like a little bit after that says that he got a phone call and he went and picked up or he went and met, he got a phone call from Best Buy's parking lot payphone, And he went and he pulled up and Adnan was there standing next to what turns out to be Hayes car. He says that he told him, Adnan's like, hey, come here, get out of the car. And so I got out of the car and he opened the trunk of Hayes' car and I see her in there. And he's like, she just looks a little blue, a little purple. And then he's like, I did it. I finally did it. Like, and, and, and you can hear the detectives a little bit though. Like, oh, so he's proud about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was proud. Yeah. Like kind of a little bit almost not even not getting more out of him, but I thought I don't think that helped. They were asking questions. I don't think and that he really helped. With them. But they also are ones that you know these detectives are also they know what's going on too. They just the ball was dropped eventually. Anyways, so he says this. They went to Best Buy. He's he's like follow me. We need to go ditch the car because Adnan was a tr- on track team. So his normal, which again I'm gonna I'm gonna tell both sides here in a minute. He has like a routine and he goes to track at 4 p.m. every day, right? So he's saying that he met him at Best Buy. He followed him down and they went and parked her car somewhere in some neighborhood with her still inside it. Got back into Adnan's car, had Jay drop him off again at track because um, Jay was going to go back to his friend's house. And then he's like, I'll let you, I'll call you and let you know when I'm done with practice. This is what Jay's story is. And so, and Adnan 
calls him. It's like probably like five thirty ish or something. Yeah. Adnan had been fasting because of whatever their religion is too. Yeah. So, anyways, he was like, and then I picked him up and we went over to my friend Kathy's house for a little bit, and we smoked. He said that we drove around and we smoked. He's like, and then he claims that they left from there, went and drove back, got me Hayes' car. He followed him to the park where she was found. And he said that Adnan was like, you gonna, um, you want in on this? You want in on this bitch? And Jay claims he was in the car and he was like, no, no. Like as in burying her. So he says, then he said, just watch Adnan start putting dirt on top of her. And the detectives go, so did you help him dig the hole? And he's like, well, yeah, we went and got shovels from my house. Um, cause he asked me for it. And the detectives at this point haven't said anything like, first of all, why at any point in time are you not saying, like, don't do this? Like, what, what happened? You, you know like, what I mean? Or like, if he's like, you're just fucking he, rolling with this shit. Yeah. And so they haven't said it yet. Bro, I love you. But if you called me with a body in your trunk and you were like, you want in on this shit? Well, I, I think. I might fucking smack right. you. Right. Well, so in my personal opinion, Jay's trying to talk Adnan up like he's a not a good person right he's like oh yeah i looked at me and was like you want in on this and then the detective's like well did you help and he's like well yeah i helped him dig the hole so but i didn't help him bury but it, the, so. you know and that was the statement right after he just made a comment about how adnan was like uh, acting and whatever he's like and then we got in the cars and i followed him because they found her car abandoned and i followed him and then he got in my car and then i told him that i needed to go to jay's saying this jay's like i told him i needed to go to my girlfriend's house so but I said, weren't they in Adnan's car? Yeah. So Jay was following him still. Okay. Got in Adnan's car and was like, yo, drop me off at my girlfriend's house. Well, that'll come into this. The whole thing will come into play. So this is Jay's side of the story. She's like, this is how he did it. He said that he strangled her with his bare hands. And that's, she did die from manual strangulation. Um, he was like, and they would be like, oh, so did he tell you? And he's like, yeah, you know, I just, um, like it happened in the car. I just put my arms around her, you know, and around her neck, but like telling it as in he was being told this. I don't, for me, that's already a red flag. Facts. You right? are already like saying a scenario, but just using somebody else's name. Right. Because you're some kind of smart, but not, but when people do bad shit, they're going to try whatever they can. So anyways, to disassociate from but the situation. do you guys know what I'm getting at? I think Jay is absolutely the killer. And now a lot of people are like, but wait, there's no motive, but let me just back up. Remember Adnan's best friend is Stephanie, which is his girlfriend. Well, Jay has also been hanging out with this Jennifer chick that was on the call logs during the days when he doesn't work and his girlfriend doesn't know about this. So there's also that that comes into play that him and Jennifer are getting really close. But like Adnan didn't know that shit because Adnan literally just smoked weed with him and then would like go home because Adnan, you know. Yeah. So either way, like it's it's just the triangle of these teenagers and all this craziness. And the Jay is a little bit older. He would already graduated the year before. So he was 19. So he worked. But like this was his day off. And he said that we went and it was on my girlfriend's birthday. But like so you're hanging out with another girl all day long that day. Because it comes out that he, like, went back to her house, like, why he would wait for him. And then he dropped him off a track and then went back to her house. And then they went to the friend Kathy's later on, which will also turn out to be. So So Jay's account is basically that. So they bury her. They go throw the shovels back at Best Buy, which is weird to me. Or, yeah, the, because the shovels ended up being in the in the dumpster. 
and then yeah ditched her car and then he got dropped off and he's like I don't know where Adnan went so this is this is what's crazy um that so that was on that was on February 28th so this is a couple weeks after like the phone call and stuff that they interviewed Jay that night they get a fucking search warrant and a, a warrant for arrest of Adnan and they go and wake like they go, I don't, they said they woke him up. So I don't under, I don't know if it was later on in the night, but it was the same day they pull him out of bed in his pajamas. So they arrest You're him. You're telling me they found the shovels in the trash can dumpster? Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. Cause like, this is like a month later. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, well, okay. So rewind. They don't, <laughs> they don't have the shovels in their possession. They know about them. They know about them. So. I'm just trying to tell him. So this is the this is the very first interview with Jay. By the way, Jay has go back and listen Jay has many interviews. Yeah, I feel so like I remember. So this is like the that. first recorded one of where he was finally like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll tell you what happened because his first one he was like, I don't know shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then he comes out with that. So so Adnan, this is the first time that he's able to even speak for himself. They're like, do you know why you're here and stuff? And he's like, what the fuck? Like he just ripped out his bed. So they ask him. So over six weeks. So this is over. By now, it's so it's the 28th, a month and a half. So six, at least six weeks ago. Do you remember that day specifically what you did? And like, I know that they brought up a few things about it being like, and he was like, so this is Adnan's tell of it. He was at school. There was probably some technical difficulties right now, but hopefully we can just pick up right where I left off. I have no idea. Where um, I left off, but well, I left off basically when they when they talked to. So they oh, went yes. and arrested him. And then this is what his version is. OK, yeah, he went to school in the morning, half about halfway during the day. I'm assuming it's probably around lunchtime. So he had already bought and given Stephanie her gift for her birthday. Adnan had. Right. And he being a nice person was like. Hey, I should see if Jay got her something. And I'm he probably knows like Jay obviously doesn't have a vehicle and shit. So he's like, I'm going to drive over there. I'm sure they went to go smoke a little bit, right? Yeah. So he drove over to his house and he was like, "Hey, did you get Steph a present?" And Jay was like, "No." And he's like, "Well, I need to go back for this last period. Why don't you drop me off, take my car, have my phone cuz Jay didn't have a phone apparently." Or something, because that's what's weird is like the Jay's on the phone records. So, but Adnan leaves his phone with him and he's done it before. So that's what I couldn't figure out is it's like he was just trying to help out Jay. Like is Jay, Jay just obviously is a shady motherfucker. Anyways, he was like, he, he said, I told him, take my car, have my phone. I'll call you basically from somebody else's phone well, here. Real, the late nineties cell phones weren't something you had unless you had money. Yeah, and I'm and I'm. They might be t- saying that they had Jay's home phone number on the call list. That might have been what they were talking about with the call records, was sure. that it was home phones that they saw of the residents. Okay. Because because but Adnan did have a cell phone. Oh, okay. So, but but either way, because I, I now that I say this, I never heard about Jay's cell phone or anybody else's cell phone. But you do hear about call records, so it's got to be more of the home. But Adnan just happened to be one that did have a phone. So he left his phone with him and the car and said, go ahead, you know, and I will hit you up after track practice. This is Adnan's 
whole thing. And and on but then they say, okay, what did you do next? So school gets out at two fifteen. Track doesn't start till four. So but going back six weeks, he's like, Well, I mean, more than likely I went to the library because I go in there in between usually if I don't have anything else to do. Fair. And I, you know, do stuff in there, whatever. And he even said, he's like, you know, I see uh, there's a girl that I, you know, we're not really friends, but like an acquaintance and I'll see her in there a lot. And sometimes we'll study together and stuff. He's like, but because he was like, well, I, it could have been because you can't fucking remember. And the words yeah, you're going to use, like, was that Wednesday or like unfortunately, that I wish they were trained to be like, well, I went and did this. But he was just like, well, more than likely I would have done this. I would have gotten some food maybe because they can get food because actually, hey, that's that's part of it. Hey, got out at two. They get out at 210, I think. And then at like 220, she was getting some like snacks and food from like whatever they have there. Are we talking high school or college? It's high school. Okay. These guys are high school, 17 and 18. She was 17. Okay. So 17, 18, Jay's 19 because he graduated that the year before. Sense. But yeah, so she, so anyways, so I know they can get snacks. Anyways, he just, he says it like nonchalantly. And then he said, and then I went to track and then I called jay he came and picked me up but then this is also where he goes and then i would assume that we went and drove around and smoked and then it you know it's fasting and it's rama whatever they call it and he's like so i know that i would need to have been home by like at least seven or eight ish he's like because like my family but his family doesn't always smokes either so he like goes and gets high and hangs out because he's like i was fasting so i would think fasting all day even during track so he's like i would think that we would have went and gotten food and then we would have hung out for a little bit and smoked. And then I ha- I would have usually been home by that or else my family, you know. Um, and so that's his account of the night. He's like, but that's okay. right. And he did say in there. So I did find out that when Adnan was driving around. So depending on whose story you're listening to, it was basically the time that Jay says that they were at his friend Kathy's house, like after track. And Adnan was just saying, we're probably just driving around, hanging out. The detective did try to call him. So there's also, so the detective tried to call him at that point to kind of talk to him. So there was a point when, you know, they were then looking into others and, you know, but that, that phone call ends up being something more of evidence or like somewhat more of like having a timeline. Cause I'll get into that. So as you can tell, their stories are different, obviously. Right. But... The timelines to me, he, so Jay could have been doing whatever. So here's the other thing. So Jay and Jennifer are obviously been hanging out and getting close. And Jennifer eventually on like her second interview says, yes, Jay told me that Adnan showed him her body in the trunk. So she kind of becomes the second witness that they're going off of that like but proves. easily put that into place. Uh, all of this. So Jay very easily could have been waiting at the school, waiting at the school. He had already gotten done at the mall. He goes and waits at the school. Or from what I knew, although she wouldn't have been going to the mall yet, um, for what I knew, because she, oh, because she also died. They said they predicted that she died before 2.40 p.m. So she had to have been. So it was right as at the school, you know. So I think he was waiting and got to her. Jay. In Adnan's car. Because he had Adnan's car, Adnan's phone. And then it was like 7 p.m. when Adnan's 
So this is what this is what also they so the call records kind of hard and the pinging of towers because back then it was really shoddy. Yeah. And the radiuses were huge. So they tried to claim that there was a point where the park is in his call record area with with his phone. But it also he could have been at home. Like they're so close in a sense oh, that yeah, like they, I remember they said that he that we can't tell you where he was. Cause so he but the, but the they phone but the but the so this is what happens. The prosecutor so the prosecutor knows that you've got a basically a guy coming forward who's who they're like oh sweet we're gonna be able to solve this case we already found her body we don't what more but they didn't have any evidence there's no physical evidence the only thing was that they had fingerprints in hey so they had adnan's fingerprints in hey ming haley's car of course because he's been in there a thousand times and used to drive it but they had 13 other fingerprints that like couldn't identify which would also probably mean it's all kids because they're not in the system Exactly. So that didn't prove anything, which which to me, I was kind of like, OK, so then if Jay did and he drove her car and he was the one that pretty much did this whole thing, like just left Jay's car somewhere. And didn't they find the fingerprints in like a sketchy spot to where they found like- his that Jay's fingerprints? No, but they found also Adnan's fingerprints on a map that was in the backseat of her car. And which the fair and the page was ripped out, though, that like technically again has the park in it but it's also the huge fucking area to me it was almost like somebody ripped it out and it could have been ripped out a long time ago like you know what i mean his fingerprints were found on the back of it the piece of paper missing out of it they don't know where it is but his finger was just found on the back like but that's again that doesn't mean shit no he could have used that so they literally have somebody's testimony and they think and somebody and a fucking district attorney signed off on yes go ahead here's your and a judge like here's your here's your warrant for arrest there's no physical evidence on her now here's the thing they interview jay again so this is where it also i'm I'm already have a million red flags like jay could have been the caller once the body was discovered he realized okay i can do this i'm gonna say hey you should look into They, they don't know who he is where he's calling from so that automatically gets them looking at adnan um, he then, you know, was a little sketchy at the first interview, but I think he realized that, or maybe thought that they had a lot more and that they were going to get close to coming after him because then I think that's why the second interview technically, or the first one that was recorded, I think that's why he spilled his guts. And I think that's why he's telling the story of what he did. Um, he because make sure there's the like another interview him. that's happening and he then tells them about. That the shovels, like at midnight, the shovels were thrown in Best Buy's garbages. And he said because he had Steph, or he had, um, Jennifer. Did he have Jennifer with him? Because he went back to her house a couple times and then he did wind up at his girlfriend's house later that night. So I, I think, I actually think it was Stephanie. I think it was his girlfriend who drove him to like, drove him. So he said that he drove to the dumpster um, because they threw the shovels in there and he remembered that there's probably fingerprints on there. So he claims that he went back, got the shovels and like cleaned them off. And then he got rid of them. This is Jay. So this is another story. And this time he said a different mall. He said, Oh, we went to this mall. And as you can tell, his story is different where he says like, Oh, Adnan came over first thing in the morning. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, I need to go get my girlfriend a gift. No, it sounds like to me, you forgot. Cause you're a loser and Adnan and Adnan's nice. And he showed up, ass. you guys smoked. And then you got, you were able to take his car and go to the mall. And then 
I think that I don't know. I don't necessarily know why Jay would have been there, but I think that this was a boiling. Po- so I think Jay was is fucking was fucking jealous of Adnan. Um, Jay is a drug dealer. He he grew a lot of weed at his grandma's house and sold that. Like I, that was all he was selling, but he did it in large amounts. And so he claims that's why he eventually came forward because he's like, I figured that Adnan. Once you guys talk to him, he would be like, well, he's a big time drug dealer. So. Jay's claiming that the only reason why he eventually decided to come forward because he's like, I was scared and da da da, is that he figured that he was going to get in trouble. But once he knew the cops weren't going to come after him for the drugs, he decided he could tell this story. So he's just a fishy motherfucker all around. Now, you also now have 17, 18 year olds. You have phone records, pingings that are not that accurate. You have a prosecutor who doesn't give a fuck about knowing that uh, Hey Lee's had another boyfriend. Yes. His apparently he was at work all day. And so granted, he does have an alibi, but like, I don't know, like there was nothing gone in that. And then the guy that found her, they also thought it was weird, like how far he walked off to pee, but who knows? And why there at that place? And he, I, I couldn't dive too deep. I didn't, I was like, there's just too much already going it's on, a dark, but it's he a had one. some sketchy shit on his record and sketchy shit that he's been in. So they looked into him too, but well, so the detectives looked into these people and gave all this information to the prosecutors. And the prosecutors and said, to, well, this is what we're going to do. Yeah, and then the prosecutors decide, because they can keep anything secret that they want to. They can keep witnesses secret. They can do whatever they want if they feel like it's going to turn the favor as in, oh, well, then that looks like, you know, somebody's doing this. Because even in cross-examination with some of the people, like some of the teenagers, they're like, you know, we'll ask them something and... She'll start like talking about this, this and that. They're like, no, 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 no. Like, how did it make you like, anyways, they reword it. And so you can tell. So, and then Adnan's, it turns out Adnan's defense attorney, his lawyer was fucking needing money and all this shit. turns out she was sick too, I guess, apparently like multiple, like she ended up dying a few years after from a heart attack. She had multiple sclerosis, but it seems like because she also did not do her job at all. And it seemed like she wanted to keep getting the money coming because it's, it, first of all, it shouldn't, how did it even go to a court that, that by the way, that's all they're going off of. They're going off of this J guy. And then they had the Jennifer girl kind of back it up that. And yeah. He told me he the saw the, the body. Yeah. So, but that's not even like that. That can't even be like, I don't even know. I don't know how this went to trial and that's what everybody talks about. So, so uh, what ends up happening is, and there's a lot more. So so in a sense of the phone records are weird and and you can either say that because the other problem is, is that Jay was smart, right? Like if he did do it, which I believe he did, he went right back to picking up him, going and hanging out at the friend's house. But Kathy, the house that they say that they went to at like 6 p.m., like after track, uh-huh. was they say it was weird because they knew Jay. They did not know Adnan. They had never met him. And Jay didn't usually like what it sounds like to me is Jay's their dealer. Because they were like, well, he doesn't necessarily like really come over a lot. Like we don't hang out here a lot. So it was kind of weird that he just showed up at our door and was like, hey, we want to hang out and smoke. So they were saying that that was kind of weird. And like Jay was out of character then. And and Adnan was with him. But they said that Adnan looked like he was high as fuck. And was kind of asking a little bit about like, how can you bring highs down? So they said that he was asking some questions like that. So you also know that. He's got to go home Yes, exactly. Right? And they're like thinking, oh, no, it's because they both just, or one just killed somebody and then the other one 
you know, was like had saw some of it. So now they're both acting weird. But I think Jay was trying to establish more alibis. Right. So it was his girl's friend's birthday, too. He goes over randomly to this Kathy's house to be like, oh, look, I was also here at this time and I was here, you know, but it's easy for him to to put Adnan in that position. Yeah. Like, oh, we hung out and drove around and like, but then they talked to like the Kathy girl. And yeah, she's like, I don't know. They both acted weird and I guess he could have. And like, it's, it's like one of those where she doesn't really provide good information for either side. You know what I mean? But this case should never have gone to trial. Never should have. It's fucking ridiculous. And it it is, it it is. So, and for me, you hear, yeah, you hear Jay. So 23 years he was in prison for this. And you hear Jay talk about wiping off the handles of the shovels. Why would he not have wiped off Hayes' car? And he could have parked her car at, say, the park with her body in it, still drove around Adnan's car and did that whole thing, and then went there later, buried her there, and then fucking went up and dropped her car off. But... The other problem is, is like Adnan, Adnan not being able to fully remember because that very easily Adnan could have dropped him off at his girlfriend's house and Adnan could have gone home by eight. And, um, that's that, um, Jennifer, I, so I think there's more with Jennifer. I think that Jay was able to call Jennifer and say, I need you to give me a ride. Like, I think in the long run, that's what it's going to be. And Jay was hanging out at her house. I left. think they're going to prosecute him again. No, they won't be able to. And they only have they a few more weeks. Evidence. No, there's nothing to be able to do that. Unless they pull out. Granted, they did say that he was only, it wasn't over. Well, they call it something else. I guess it might still be called an overturn. But yeah, they have 30 days to reach, to do charges. Now, I don't think, I think this is still like a double jeopardy thing. I don't think you can still get him for first degree murder. I don't think you can still get him for the same charges that he was put in for. But if they're going to file any charges against him, they only have the 30 days from when he was released. But they said there was new evidence. And because the prosecution didn't put anything forward, that that is why he was released. A judge was like, nope, this 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 shouldn't have ever happened, you know, and. So there's a, a lot of those. Vacated the yeah, vacated it is what it's called. So they can still charge him with stuff, but they only have 30 days to do it. But what I'm hoping is that with so oh, shout out to Serial too. The other thing was is so in 2014, she got an email, and so she decided to start looking into this case, and she's the one that brought all of this shit up. And then over the past few years, his appeals and stuff like that. And then finally, says the state's it was attorney says DNA test results will determine whether or not she drops the charges. So and so now I'm assuming they're going back to that bottle, right? They're trying to find the cells, um, see if they can test for that. They do have that rope like they do have those things. They just never did tests on them or anything. That's what got me is like, how did they get him into court convicted? Right. And there was two fibers trying testing. any. Yeah, of the evidence. there was two fibers found on her, one on her back or something. And then one was underneath her like they have the fibers, but they didn't test them. Like, I think obviously now it's been this long. But the, the sad thing is, is like if cereal or whatever would never have done this, like. It would never have brought it up. It would never have brought it up. This is what she said. She says, if the DNA comes back inconclusive, I will certify that he's innocent. If it comes back to two alternative suspects, I will certify that he is innocent. Um, Referencing two people who prosecutors have deemed alternative suspects following a year-long review of the case. 
Well, yeah. And I think people are speculating that one of them is the boyfriend at the time. Like, are you sure about his alibi? And then the other one, well, Jay obviously comes into play big time. But now you're also dealing with a 23-year-old case. That like people are in their thirties and the people are in their thirties. And that, that's the crazy thing to me is even against Jay, they don't have evidence unless for some reason that liquor bottle like has his, I don't, maybe they have new evidence, other evidence that we don't know about. Maybe, maybe they're not even talking about the liquor bottle, but I don't know. He right off the bat was so suspicious and so. And, and his story changed. Oh, and Jay ended up having an interview like last year for the first time he spoke out since everything. And his story changed again. Dear God. Talking to her on the Inquir- podcast, his story changed completely again, even when it came to like mall situation and the time and then where they were like. But his story changed about Adnan killing her like, oh, well, we didn't meet at Best Buy. We like we met over here and. And he didn't show me the body till late. like anyways, his story changed again. Like how, how, and I understand that they didn't have any evidence towards anybody. So like neither one of them, but it's, it's so mind boggling to me. Now, a lot of people think there's a little bit more to this and they think it's because of Adnan's race because of his culture. A lot of people think that just the whole thing about it was like, almost like his lawyer was like, Oh, well he'll be found murder found guilty either way. Like, and whoever signed off that he should even have been charged in the first place. Like there just seemed like to be by, but I think it's because it was one of those where they get blindsided in tunnel vision because they have a 17 year old girl who was found strangled to death. And they immediately, they want to find like, they want to provide answers and they want to do it quick. Right. And there's a lot of payoffs to that too. Unfortunately, you guys, there's a lot of payoffs with people getting promotions, with people getting this, with people getting that when you're able to do these things. But I was listening to the little bit of the Innocence Project, too, because Cyril got some information from her. But it was like more than like, it was like 42 percent they have started coming out with that are like uh, innocent. Jeez. Like they've been able to prove that like it comes down to or it's either innocent or they've gotten them out because it's like they should never have gone to try like the, the lawyer, whatever the case may be. It's a very high percentage of like just the kind of corruption of that part of it, which un- it's going to always happen. I mean, we still see it to this day and more and more people day. are dying. Sometimes the justice system <laughs> is a joke. Well, justice is politics. It's become a point where it's inter it's intertwined with, with politics, religion and, and justice. That's like when it needs to, it's supposed to be its own separate entity altogether all around and why is it that every single little city and every little thing has like a say so in this and that when it's like as a collective, you know, things which we've always talked about. Right. Like, I don't know. As in, I've never thought that like we should have a person running the country. I'm like, you should have like people and like certain things. And then when it comes to the law, like everything should be across the board. We're all living in the same country. Like, why does a governor have control over this? And like a mayor that and blah, blah, blah. like, I don't know. It's always it's never made sense to me. It's just like this totem pole of people that like a family tree of just like who can be the wealthiest and then trickle down. I don't know. It's crazy to me. When they came here, they wanted something different. God damn it. Yeah. I guess it's the true, the true making us be robotic colonizers. (laughs) No, just kidding. That's a strong word. But anywho, 
so he got out. It was that they have. Yep. They have until the 22nd of this month to press any charges. Um, I really, really hope they come up with something and I fucking right now. Oh yeah. They said that like his first thing was, he went to his parents' house and he was like, opened the fridge and was eating leftovers. And like, even that to him was crazy. I don't know. I think Tupperware was out in 1990, but you know what I mean? Like even just like, but for real, like, what a fridge like, looks look, like well, yeah, looking at like this two door now. opening up fridge and like the Tupperware and yeah. And you don't think about that because when you see him, I mean, he's obviously like a man now, but for me, it's like, oh, because we've been living in this world like, oh, he's just getting out, whatever. But then it really hits you that you're like, yeah, but they haven't been in this world for 23 years they've only watched this and you wonder why a lot of people usually the ones that have drug problems let's be real recommit recommit easily because they can't almost handle it out here they're like you know or especially especially the ones that are like wrongfully convicted and stuff where they just spent like 18 like in a whole nother world of life well, and and, like, and then they get, get back TV privileges and like magazines and books. Yeah, so they like see what they going get to on, do a lot of drugs, but they don't really but get to experience the event. The they don't see the technology. Amenities. They don't see the social media. They don't, they get don't to see experience. Yeah, fashion like there's none of that. They see the same. It's the same. I mean, it's basically. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a civilization inside four walls. Yeah. And that's what that's the way it is. And like even your TV and stuff. I mean, they're not watching things where they're going to know, like they're going to come out and see phones and see these things and be like, what the fuck? But especially right now, people are getting out and going, can you put me back in? Right. Like, I'll just go. I, it's good. It's cool. Because this world is fucking Bucked burning. Up. You are burning. I'm ready to go back in. I'll be safer in there. They'll take care of me in there. I can actually see a doctor in there. Like a big part. That's of me what is my like, you're not fucking my wrong, mom's. Right? You're not wrong. Like my first stepdad, basically my mom's second husband, because he's the he's all he's he'll always be a good place in my heart. But you know he's been a user for like what forty fucking years now and has not done shit with his life. But he's always been one that's been like that though. He's like I don't know. Some people he was a, much better. He was adopted. He had a great mother, but he was adopted, and I know a lot of that weighed on him. But he also like when the, was the, he adopted? the crazy thing is he was adopted when he was a baby. I wonder if he's my mom's brother. My mom was Maybe. adopted. We're talking northern Utah, right? Well, he lived up there. I, I think he was adopted from like Utah. Like, you know what I mean? The same thing. I don't really know his story into that. I just know that How he was adopted. And like his adoptive mom was like one of my, you know, step. She was also. He so he was able to like rebel and do whatever you want. But the crazy thing about theirs and one day we can talk about this, but is because it's something that I've also been really thinking about lately with all these overdoses of fentanyl going on. Just a really quick side note. Um, My own father died of a drug overdose, but you want to know how they all started? They were my dad was 16. He like didn't quite blow out his knee, but he was a he was he was a fucking pills. He was a yes. He was a thrill seeker. So he like hurt his knee skiing. Oh, the yeah, doctor no gave him Percocets or whatever would be back that lore tabs back then hydrocodone and he and on the weekends because like they were big drinkers at that age still they, they were big drinkers but they would do acid and they would do LSD you know and they would do shrooms here and there Jeez. and they would drink but as soon as he got those because my mom hadn't quite met him yet so my mom my mom was 16 and he was 18 when they got together so, so they probably kind of knew each other um 
eighties. Eighties. Oh wait, yeah. Well, because I was born in eighty six, so this is like eighty four, eighty three. Yeah, early eighties. Um, yeah. So he started grabbing those pills, and then he would get more and more, and then they found out they couldn't get those. Like, and he would pass them out to his buddies on the weekends. And so they got in the, like most of the men, which is I thought was kind of interesting. Most, pretty much all the men, are the ones that wound up with hardcore addictions. The females, I would say most were alcoholics. Um, but like the females, it was almost like, I think the guys just had their own little click with that and like passed them around and then they started getting heroin. They went straight to heroin. No, thank you. Yeah. And then did that for a very long time, very long time. And most of them either committed suicide or overdosed. Give me some weed and I'm good. Yeah. But anyways, I, what I was getting at is that my stepdad, <laughs> my ex stepdad, he always used to be like that. Like, I don't belong out here. Like I want my three He's protected by the group because you got to be Three with your race, right? Cat. Yeah, and he he still gets to do drugs in there pretty much, and he lifts a bunch of weights. And now this is like regular prison. Now he's been to federal prison, and he says it's not the same there. <laughs> he's like, you still get three mils, but he's like, there's there's not as much leeway. Like they they don't have the drugs flowing through, and like it can be a little bit more hardcore, hardcore. Like they're just kind of more on top of it. But I don't know. That's also where a lot of like like bank like like fraudulent like bank stuff you don't have to rob a bank but like you fraudulently steal money or like that kind of stuff white collar that's what the word is so it's like a different i think genre of people there but like a regular prison oh hell yeah and then people he also says they'd rather do prison than jail because jail is just like a fucking also like a dumpster living in a dumpster with people and you can still get drugs in there but they say that's just a lot worse it's not as cozy. I'm like, fuck that shit, man. That's why I'm, I'm going to have my property and my shack that I live in. End up in prison. It's, it's always, crazy to it's me. Something it's crazy to me that over. you will be driving around open container. You've got guns. You got knives. And you decide that it's okay to like go 10 over the speed limit wherever you are. Like you're an idiot. Me? no that person oh, the yeah. girl anybody like, that does that i know i'm, I'm staring like, at I you do not what but i'm just saying about? like i mean like a roadie in the mountains is i mean i'm thing. not gonna lie but i was young like i would be smoking a bowl and drinking a tall boy while i was driving to my friend's house to, before we'd go to I a bar did drinking but i followed the laws i actually did the speed limit like i made sure because i was I like use my if, blinker if i'm gonna go out like if something's gonna happen like it's not it's not gonna be because of yeah because i am doing very illegal things while i drive a car but i'm not yeah yeah and then i got i got busted twice yeah and then i got busted as a teenager but they didn't really care at that age in the early 2000s they were like oh just come to this class if you like one time a week for like a couple months it was like during my summer i just had to pay for p test there it wasn't a big deal and that was it and it was done within three months and i was like all right see ya and taught me absolutely what it taught me is how you can technically drink responsibly as in like my even instructor would be like, oh, you can have one shot per hour and then drink some water with it and you will never go over the limit. And I'm like, why the fuck are you teaching us this? I seen a thing the other day on TikTok or Facebook or whatever. And we'll end it with this. It was our parents fucked us up enough to do drugs, but to do them responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I love how our wherever we are right now, because the world has gone upside down. We're stemming away from Western medicine. People are more into psychedelics. Um, we're being more open, I feel like, about weed smokers. Like, I don't know. I see this big shift happening that I, I 
Not that, don't get me wrong. Like I said, the fentanyl is the number the number one fucking killer right now in the United States of America. Ages 18 to 45. Disgusting. But I'm just saying, I think that we are learning some things that I'm, fingers crossed, we'll head that direction. And then we just teach our kids that shit. Exactly. Pretty sure we're there. So anyways, hope you guys enjoyed all of that fuckery. <laughs> Thanks. But we coming. love it. All right. That's why we are hot mess moms. No, we are absolutely hot messes. You know what to do. Go find us. Say hello. Tell yeah. us what you think. I can't wait for everything to start being out there. And we're we're doing good. Like, this technically was supposed to be two, and we'll see what happens. We could probably end up cutting it because it's really long. It might be. Should we, like, But we wanted to do two so that, you know, we'd have Should stuff for you guys. Should we give it a pause guys. and give it an intro for the second one? Yeah. We'll just tell, we'll tell him somewhat close into, and he can just, like, stop it when I start or telling Or he can edit story. it out, and you can come in here yeah. and be like, hey, listen to our dumpster We'll figure file. it out. We're all getting back to that, and we have, and he has all new software, and he's trying to learn all this shit, so I don't blame him if it, like, just gets put out. We're not but writing his ass. What I'm saying is we're trying coming. to be responsible, Hot Mess Moms, and give you a couple episodes each. Organized so that chaos. We will have an episode if something comes up and we're not around. So, or if we get too drunk on a Saturday night. Yes, exactly. All right, love you guys. Bye.